This is the Brian Suits Show. The King County Council says... Anybody got a Narcan? What will the answer be? We'll uh, be back right with this. Hey, look at this. It's Friday. It's the idiom hour. It is uh, the the getaway hour for... well, for me. And for producer Greg here at Amos 770 KTTH, we'll check your text at 830-800-465-8770. But let's get you to work with the right-way traffic. I think, I think part of the reason that traditional media doesn't want to cover this this obvious story about the president's son, this uh, Hunter, is because there's so much gross stuff. He it, made a rare appearance yesterday in public. He was at the ceremony. No. Uh, when President Biden was handing out the Medals of Freedom, yeah, he was in the front row there. And so he's all of a sudden become top of mind for people again. No oh, there's way. Hunter. The the uh, We have some uh, audio of that. Anybody got a Narcan? Shut up, Hunter. So, uh, all right, big guy. And and uh, so the, la- the latest video that's leaked off of his laptop is, is you know, he likes videoing himself with, ho- with Russian hookers. And then him naked... Holding a gun, the gun that Jill Biden threw in the garbage or whatever. And I'm, of course, again, reminder, I'm not talking about 18 years ago. I'm talking about two years ago. But the, the latest video is, is him, by, he's, he's videoing himself naked. Yeah, that's another <sighs> level of narcissism and bizarre behavior. And there, there just comes a point. And then I did, so I Googled him. His dad's the president of the United States. Um, really? Yeah, I did a, yeah, it's called journalism. Look it up. So journalism. he must have done all this activity after his dad was elected, because that's why we're only hearing a lot about it now. Right? Yeah, I, I would imagine, except for the, the timestamp. Here's, here's CBS uh, about this. Continuing Based on, on our investigative units reporting, the mm. U.S. attorney in Delaware has been probing a number of issues. They include tax fraud, tax evasion, money laundering, as well as whether Hunter James Biden and their business associates complied with foreign lobbying laws. What I can also tell you based on our reporting is that there's a lot of noise and and static in the system. Based on my experience, that can be an indicator of conversations and discussions between the two parties on whether they can reach some kind of plea agreement. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean... Um, I, I don't not to be repetitive because you've heard this from a zillion other sources for the past three years. If this were DJT Jr. or the other one, Eric, or the one with the, the mouth breather, um, if if this were if this were uh, Sonny uh, or Michael uh, the, Corleone, it, it would be nonstop. It would be absolutely nonstop. And you boy, it, you talk about. Smoking gun. Okay, the gun's not smoking. He's holding the gun while naked, and he's smoking crack. So smoking with a gun. Not metaphorically. <laughs> no, it's nuts. And the guy's been so high, he doesn't. Even, he doesn't. You know, that's why the laptop at first is like, well, no, that's uh, it's not as genuine as the Russian hoax uh, that was handed over by a British respected spy guy. Even the FBI finally came around. You know, two things, folks, just to get the playing ground level. The Russian hoax is a hoax. The FBI has finally admitted that, and the laptop is genuine. But doesn't it seem more and more that we've only scratched the surface when it comes to Hunter Biden's unsavory activities, and not just with drug use and his, his sexual escapades, 
But his business dealings, including the fact that his dad was most likely privy to everything that was going on yeah. and maybe even benefited that from voicemail about the new york times story about his business there's no doubt that the big guy knew all about a hunter on the board of a of, of a chinese company a ukrainian natural gas company why wouldn't he be he's an expert in natural gas and and the, the whole thing I I wonder if he's part of he's going to be the fastball uh, that uh, Uncle Joe that that the big guy decides he's not running in twenty twenty four and this vigorous young Gavin Newsom is going to be the Democrat candidate that and that somehow it's a combination of uh, you know uh, Joe's health with the looming undeniable you know at at this point corruption investigation by a U.S. attorney. Because and now what does Biden fire the attorney general or tell the attorney general to fire that attorney? It doesn't work like that. only Republicans do that. Um, and so uh, there's the, the reasons are mounting up why he's not going to run in 2024. But I would say the smartest guy he knows, Hunter Biden, might be a a, a, a big reason. I would be scintillated <clears throat> by a Gavin Newsom, Ron DeSantis showdown. Love in 2024. I would right? pay-per-view the debate. The, the faster we can move past the gerontocracy that we currently live in, I think the better. So any excuse for Biden to say, hey, I'm throwing in the towel, need to make way for the next generation, I'm all for it. And I actually think uh, if those debates were done in good faith, they would be captivating to the American public and we might have some real discussion on issues that affect Americans yeah. rather than platitudes. And-, and you'd see a guy who sounds like the majority of Americans versus a guy who sounds like the majority of the Pelosi's. Hold on. You played that Gavin Newsom ad the other day. You don't think he sounded like an everyday American? What a clown. <laughs> no. Come to California. We have freedom. <laughs> yeah. And, um, uh, but, uh, so anyway, that, that at some point, if CBS is saying this, then it's undeniable that, um, there might be a story there. Uh, King County declaring a fentanyl emergency. We'll get to that here in just a second. But first, the NHL draft was last night, but that's not why we're playing this clip. This is not even the guy that the uh, that the Kraken drafted in their with their fourth pick. Hold on, I got a sports bed here for this Uh-oh. update. What's the what's the, so the setup is? It was ESPN covered it. This is the. Uh, the, w- one of the top five picks. I don't normally watch the NHL draft. And but... his parents started macking on each other <laughs> when he was announced. Yes, this NHL player, what's his name? Maverick, Maverick Lemoreux. Lemoreux. Sounds Canadian. Sounds fishy. <laughs> but <laughs> wait, wait. his parents are two good-looking people, dare I say. And maybe early 40s. He's a young lad. And the camera well, they're catches drafted them. They're, sometimes they're drafted at like 15 and 16. This kid looks really young. Yeah. yeah. Way too young to be a professional, in my opinion. But his parents are very excited that their their son has made it to the NHL. He's going to get a big, fat payday. Camera pans over to them. And yeah, yeah. they locked lips oh. very passionately. And ESPN, I mean, ESPN. When you see the tongue come out from a foot away... <laughs> Like, they must be in love. And the ESPN commentators in, in, took note. In Canada, they call it a, it's not a French kiss, it's a Quebec kiss. Oh, oh, yeah. Lacrosse, too, the high-level lacrosse. Yeah. Imagine him on the, on the lax field. Better go. Oh, okay. Okay, get some. All right, go. why not? Hey, we're in Come on now. Hey, we're in Quebec. It's nighttime in, in Quebec. Get after it, moment. It's, it's almost oh, 11. Oh. It's nighttime in Quebec. Moose, what are you laughing at down there? Oh, the passion is still alive. I apparently. am. I am here to clean your pool, but I don't have a pool. This pandemic has sucked. 
for all Canadians. So they're not for those two, not for that couple. So there, there you go. Uh, I thought that was riveting audio. Uh, you know, tough transition to fentanyl addicts, and uh, but uh, this is it. Um, Here well, comes the pivot of all pivots. This is uh, the uh, the deal. Uh, the King County Council is looking into. Uh, yesterday was the the uh, opening discussion of the the looming. Never mind the COVIDs and all this. People are dying from the fentanyl overdoses, and and this is uh, this is what's crazy is they're they're going upstream to die. I mean, you because this is the day, this is the age of Narcan. Anybody got a Narcan? If you don't know, Narcan uh, is a almost instant opioid blocker. Even if you're ODing, it's uh, it's uh, it's like your two pan chloride. It's a cholinesterase blocker, and it has an, a near instant effect. People can go from ODing on the synthetic fentanyl that they thought was just heroin to walking around saying, thank you, Seattle Fire Department. Oh, where am I? Harborview. Okay, I'll just walk downhill till I hit some fentanyl. And uh, so anyway, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll uh, transition by uh, checking traffic when we come back. Uh, we'll, we'll play that. Uh, Reagan Dunn is at the forefront of that, of that bit of reality. And he, he breaks down a little bit of what, what a lot of people think they know about where the, where the fentanyl comes from. Uh, we'll uh, get to that here in a second. Uh, and check your text at the bottom of the hour at 830 800-465-8770. 800-465-8770. Uh, back in a second, let's get you to work with our right-way traffic. So let, me, let me play this again. So you're saying it, it would have been a... Uh, incredible catch, robbing the Mariners of a home run. But you're saying that the the outfielder actually bounced it out? It was Jose Canseco-esque because oh. the ball was not going to leave the ballpark. But it, it bounces out of his glove and goes over the fence. Out to left field. Good contact. This is driven back. Well hit. Feeling for the wall. And he, oh, it's over the fence. It's out of his glove. It's an assist. Oh, the Toronto Blue Jay hating himself yesterday. You should get a do-over on that. Yeah, so one, many once Toronto in your career, I think once in your career, you should get a fourth strike or a do-over from from an error. Well, and in this day and age, when you do something embarrassing like that, I don't think your immediate thought is "Oh darn, I messed up." I think your immediate thought is that will get replayed for the rest yeah. of my life on social media, on sports networks. I will never live this moment down. My life has flashed before my eyes. You could see it in the left fielder's eyes last night after this happened. I, I kind of felt bad for the guy. Uh, baseball's our great escape. From people dying of fentanyl overdoses, which are happening at record pace here in King County. Nicely done. <laughs> County is on track to set yet another record for fentanyl-related deaths. Concerned county officials are calling for a solution. And here's Camera 7's Perseda Hogan. You thought of a lockdown. There's been a 43% increase in fentanyl-related deaths compared to this time last year. King County officials now considering legislation that would declare fentanyl a public health crisis. King County Council discussed a hot topic this morning, fentanyl. We know that fentanyl is really... Uh, Reagan Dunn. Uh, the biggest contributor to the significant rise in overdose deaths that continues to kill more and more of our community members, not only here in King County, across the state and across the country. Councilmember Regan Dunn proposed the legislation. He asked that the county develop additional strategies and to amplify its response to deaths. A mother who lost her daughter to fentanyl made an emotional plea. This is happening way 
way too many times now. It is a public health crisis. If you can help one family, just one family, with this legislation, you'll be doing so much. One family to not go through. And I don't know what it would entail. I, um, you know, w- w- without compulsory, without being able to legally compel someone to get into to rehab, uh, it's just a cycle that they're going to go repeat. through for the rest of our lives. According to the King County Medical Examiner's Office Fatal Overdose Dashboard, the number of people in King County who died from fentanyl more than doubled last year. This year, 246 deaths have been reported. This year's first and second quarter both exceeded last year's numbers. What's happening here largely is that precursor chemicals are being shipped from China and other countries to, to labs in Mexico. Cartel organizations are bringing that product across the border. In Seattle, proceed. And uh, he, he's, he's partially correct, uh, but the precursor chemicals have an easier path to Vancouver. Um, and uh, same cartels, the Sinaloa cartel from Mexico, but the, the Chinese are enlisting them to, uh, to do their work uh, up there, uh, pay them directly in, in Vancouver, and then uh, bring the, the fentanyl down here. And and this is, you know, this is insensitive uh, bastard talk uh, here. But when someone who's been living on the streets since they were 16 or 17 or 18 uh, thinks they're injecting their normal dose of heroin, but it's actually far more poison fentanyl and they die and Narcan isn't applied or, or whatever – that you know, I know how the news works, and I and uh, I'm I'm as guilty as as filtering out the news as anyone else. That that almost falls through the cracks, and like I say, <clears throat> um, earlier this week or last week, when some on oh, no, a Wednesday, um, when some all American stud high school athlete, president of his senior class, president of his high school. Homecoming King, uh, you know, salt of the earth kid uh, has a tough football practice and his friend gives him a Percocet and he goes home and dies. Then we pay attention. And I like I'm reading it in the newspaper. It's coming. It is coming because it's already it's happened in Canada. It's happened in California, Arizona, uh, Oregon. I mean, it's it's coming. And and it's it's not because the kid's a drug addict. It's because. Uh, for high-level athletes in high school, you know, uh, killing the pain, avoiding pain so you can perform on Friday night. It's a thing. It's a thing in college. It's a thing, uh, a thing in high school. And th- that will get our attention. Um, so, you know, good good for the King County Council. I'm, I'm kind of waiting to see, like, well, all right, they voted to debate it more, so that couldn't be more Seattle. But... Um, uh, as I say, it's bigger than the drug. We're paying the price. Whoever funds Seattle City Fire Department, you're paying the price for that $8,000 trip to Harborview, um, a dose of Narcan. They recover. They walk out with uh, with a lime jello and an orange juice, and they just go right back at it. King County's paying the price. Um, <clears throat> the the, the <laughs> tar- retailers are paying the price. You know, they're, they're not. there's not a assembly line a revolving door of shoplifters at target in in wherever the east side renton tacoma uh, olympia uh, lacy 
um, because people are going to underground flat screen stores. It's because they're selling them for cash for fent- so they can buy drugs, so they can get fentanyl. They're not buying weed with it. They're buying stuff laced with fentanyl in, in Olympia, uh, in Lacey, in Tacoma. And that's what's driving the stolen cars and, and, and all that. It, it's just, it, it, I just feel like there's a button I should push. Mm-hmm. And it'll, it'll have like a preloaded fentanyl rant. And I think, uh, yeah, let's do that. Let's let's do 816 to uh, write when I said button I should push. There's been a lot That'll of be the- debate for decades about the successes or failures of the so-called war on drugs in America. But this is different. This is way different. This is this is nuclear. Mm-hmm. This is like you're, you're talking muskets and bayonets. And, what do you mean uh, by that? And whether or not um, you know, the twenty fourth regiment of foot uh, should go around Napoleon that way, and uh, and then one day someone shows up with a machine gun. But I mean, and perhaps that, that's this what is, a, is perhaps I'm going to make a logical fallacy here with the causation correlation uh, argument. But part of me thinks the war on drugs has slowly kind of faded away over the years, and the stigma around a lot of drug use has gone away. And we have seen overdose deaths skyrocket beyond belief in this country. We passed 100,000 overdose deaths last year. Don't you think we need some kind of a renewed war on drugs in some capacity? And what might that look like? Or what do you think the solution is here? I think that politicians and most consumers don't understand that this is not just, oh, well, there's the Eastlake heroin addict. This is not that. that the chi- this is a campaign by China to to make in China in their because if people if you don't know this folks we don't manufacture prescription drugs in America anymore they're made in China the pills are made in China and India and in China um in in Guangzhou in that province uh, they are they have purpose uh they're altered the purpose of of several drug factories to make fentanyl looking like other drugs to import specifically to North America. And they, they do it because we pay them for that drug. So they're like, hey, free money to spy on the Americans. Oh, by the way, we, we get to uh, get them addicted the way they did us 150 years ago. Yes, it's all a thing. And, and so this is what politicians don't get, that this isn't just someone who got addicted to Percocet that one day changed to heroin and then sold the kids for medical experiments so they could live in a better tent on you know on east lake avenue this is a nuclear drug this is going this is going from conventional bombs to nuclear bombs um and but they're marked conventional <clears throat> and so that's where uh for a lot of for a lot of the addicts are like oh i don't know I, I was sharing a needle with someone and they said it was heroin they they don't know that they were crushing a fentanyl pill uh, or they were using heroin that was mixed with this poison fentanyl um, and they're, they're, the thing they're writing, by the way, in case you're wondering, well, I know how markets work. You don't you don't build a market by killing your customers. They're so, so, supposed to be just enough to addict you, not to kill you. The, the overdose deaths are accidents. Um, that's that's not the goal. Those are people that are not going to come back for more money. They're not going to steal your mountain bike anymore and then take it to the pawn shop in Ballard or or whatever. Uh, all right, back in a second, we'll check your text. Uh, Eight hundred. It's a little little too much reality. Man, said spinal tap at, at Elvis's grave. 800-465-8770. Uh, back in a second, let's get you to work with our right-way traffic.
with this tsunami report from yesterday, everybody. It'll be uh, a staggering 42 feet by the time the tsunami hits the Seattle Great Wheel. Staggering! But in Alki, you won't be staggered because it'll only be 20 feet of water. Anyway, experts say living on the on the ocean sucks after a tsunami. Um, experts baffled where that came from. And uh, experts carrying a cheesecake, no idea where that came from. But uh, anyway, a press conference, and um, it was all over TV yesterday. And cool simulation, though. Did you see the the uh, the GIF that they did? I did not see that. I don't know what the red and the orange means. I guess it means higher, you know, water. But something it, bad. Yeah. So anyway, uh, yeah. Anyway, I'm sure we're all going to run home and uh, check our three days, three ways. Uh, three. What are your three days of uh, of meals? Uh, After the have, inevitable earthquake that hits here one day. I stocked up on two gallons of drinkable water that are sitting in my garage. So I think we're set. Change those out, by the way. How often? Everyone, eh, well, would it kill you to do it once a month? I no. think f- every five years. And get a water filter. Those are real real easy. Uh, when the big earthquake hits, what is your first act? Um, Get down on my knees and pray. I don't okay, know. well, after the shaking stops. After, after the right, shaking right before stops? The, as the shaking is tumbling down. Oh, you know me and my altruistic mentality. I go out and I see who needs help. No! <laughs> um, you go to your bathtubs and fill them up immediately while there's still water pressure. Pro tip? Pro tip. Fill, folks, well, what am I saying? Don't tell anyone this. We're not on the air now. It's just, just you listeners and uh, Greg and I. F- number one, <clears throat> and put a sign in your bathroom. To the kids or whatever, fill the tub before you lose water pressure. Hot water or cold water doesn't matter. Whatever doesn't matter. Do you, why? Huh? Do you is your first act to take a bath and then then your wife's like, oh, thank God you get that please. drinking water <laughs> just because the water pressure's gone to hell and you're like, uh, bad news. Um, yeah, fill the tubs and and be, be, assume the worst. Assume that. Uh, the the pipes in Seattle, if you're living in the city of Seattle, I got bad news for you. But but the pipes in the city of Seattle are um, there's literally water mains that are cedar, and those are not going to survive a giant earthquake. You so, know what I do actually have? This just came to mind. Like Union is fresh water. Let's be honest. My dad, you know, Marine Corps for many many years. He's actually stocked us up with some MREs in our Ugh. garage. Did you have to eat any of those when you were overseas? Let's see. So we're recovering after a earthquake, and I'm constipated. <laughs> okay, is that immediate <laughs> the best of both reactions? worlds? Uh, yeah, they're, they're. I've got they're steak stock. dinners and soups and tacos. Oh, and I know all that's good stuff. That's what it says on the label. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. That's what it says, but. But uh, no, uh, you know, there's egg, egg powder, m- milk powder, um, and dried black beans. Boom! There, you go. no one to starve to death eating that stuff, and you're you're blessed in the Pacific Northwest, but even in the urban area that you have virtually unlimited fresh water. Um, however, still fill your bathtub. Uh, hey, it's time to check your text. Why well, it's uplifting Friday, isn't it? Got a text from David here. Been on jury duty all week, guys. All jurors told to stay home the whole time. Must be nice to have no crimes in Yakima County, right? One more week left. Does that mean that they're like on Zoom as 
to do any? their jury duty, or they just dismissed him? Did they do? I don't know. And well, what's what? I didn't get the last line. Is he being uh, sarcastic? No more, no more crime in Yakima Valley. See, that's the hard thing because you inject so much humor into this show. Sometimes what? I'm like, was that a joke, or is he being completely sincere? Uh, I have a from uh, the three six zero and a fellow third district uh, person, uh, Brian. I'm a long time listener. Just a heads up: the pronunciation of our third congressional district representative. Uh, Jamie Herrera Butler, her, uh, her her pronounced Butler as in the who brings hors d'oeuvres, not Butler as in Ferris Bueller. Uh, John from Central, yeah, but that's why I say it. It's Bueller. But uh, see, never anyway. know if you're joking. From the five four one, Happy Friday. One of my favorite things to ask a friendly Russian here is about the Alaska purchase. Most give a friendly scoff, a grunt, if you will, the <laughs> soundbite you employ so effectively. If you poke the Russian bear for their indignation, they almost all state imperialist America stole Alaska, threatening war, and instead to save the peace, graciously accepted the cheap gratuity of seven point two million. What f heads? And so, because we were talking about this earlier today, a Russian politician is saying, "Well, maybe America won't like so much when we take back Alaska, like we have right to do." And Here's here's the, the the simple matter is they say that to get on TV in Russia because Russians all nod at each other and go hmm and high five and they go yeah actually we could uh, take uh, Alaska back and and uh, in in 1867 we bought it we have the pink slip we gave him 11.7 million rubles we gave him two cents an acre what else yeah. do they want and they needed the money because uh, they they sucked at the Crimean War but. The jokes on everyone at the end. It's theirs in 2022. They they sold us Alaska. They didn't lease us Alaska. And then, oh, by the way, a little thing called the Bolshevik government, 1917. When they came to power, they said, uh, loans, uh, we don't have it. Uh, loan payments, we don't have it. Treaties, we don't have it. We don't honor those evil capitalists, imperialist uh, treaties. Uh, and uh, and what? so they renounced. If it was a lease, they renounced it. And the origin of Take Back Alaska is is that in 1945, it was reported that Stalin joked to FDR because FDR had said, you know, you know, it is a lend lease. You got to repay on that. It's not lend gimme, gimme, gimme. Uh, And Stalin is reported to have joked, well, if you see your way to waiving the 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 loans, uh, I won't take back Alaska in 1967 in 22 years. And, and so that that myth has been repeated that somehow it was a, it was a lease. But uh, you know, oddly enough, it is in the Smithsonian. They wrote it uh, in English and Russian, and so they're they're welcome to come read the terms of it. Um, and uh, we did, by the way, we put a substantial pet deposit down on Alaska, and we were owed that back because we recarpeted uh, all of Alaska. From the seven one four on a similar topic of history casting a long shadow. Brian, I traveled to Beijing before the 08 Olympics and saw all the tourist spots. I'm half Japanese, so our tour guide took time out at every stop to point out damage to China's cultural heritage by the Japanese Imperial Army. He didn't get the idea that I was an American. The guide was young and spoke perfect English, but still had the old resentments. Um, you you watch what happens every year if a Chinese, uh, pardon me, if a Japanese prime minister goes. Um, to the the shrine that honors Japanese war dead, which is a must in in Japan in domestic politics in Japan, the prime minister has to go and honor the war dead from uh, the Russo Japanese War of 1905 or the 
the Russo-Japanese War of 1940 or whatever, the Chinese go bananas. They start throwing rocks at the Japanese embassy and the whole thing. And, and all I got to say is, as an American, you look at that stuff and you say, wow, thank God we haven't been invaded. Because the, the Koreans, the Filipinos, the Vietnamese, the Chinese, they all have scores to settle with the Chinese. And, of course, you, you go on that tour, and it's uh, and here's where, oh, this is called, we're entering the city of Nanjing. This is where, in uh, 1938, uh, the Japanese did samurai sword practice on the heads of 380,000 Chinese. Kind of hard to rub dirt on that one and get over it. But, um, yeah, so I, you know, I get it. But what's going on today in social media is uh, full-on glee at the assassination of former pro-rearm uh, Prime Minister Shinzo Abe. Uh, back in a second, we'll save the best for last. Uh, and uh, Putin says, uh, hey, NATO, you want some? You know where to find us. Uh, and uh, and uh, a quick little Ukraine update. Then we'll send you out for the weekend with a movie review of Thor, Love and Thunder. I loved it. Um, no spoilers. AM 770 KTTH. Let's get you to work with the right way traffic. And the joke's going to be on all these laptop Americans who spent $600,000 on their condos here in South Lake Union because a day after the big 9-5 earthquake, all the police that they've been demonizing for the past two years live in Mill Creek and they can't get in. So uh, hmm. all the laptop Americans are going to be wondering why all the fentanyl Americans are breaking their lobby doors down and coming up to their condos. My wife and I... Oh, wait, oh, we're on the air. No, we are on the air. My wife and I watched a YouTube video last night of a guy that lives in New York, one of these laptop Americans that you're talking about. His pad is 80 square feet, Brian. He lives and works Can he turn at, around? He can, but the cool part is he can see the Empire State Building from his window. Except his kitchen is in his bedroom, and his office is in his kitchen. <laughs> or, or is his bedroom in the kitchen? And do you know how much he was paying for it? Uh, three thousand. <laughs> no, that's a little uh, overstatement. It was three hundred and sixty-five a month oh, for eighty nice. square feet. I'd do that in New York City. Yikes! Are uh, we headed there? That's uh, the question. And then, well, it's not. I'm not in control of the earthquakes. I'm not in control of tectonics of a strike, uh, thrust, uh, reverse fault. I'm not. If but uh, it would almost be worth it to be here to watch what unfolds, because they'll cry, "Help me!" and I'll whisper back, "No." That's dramatic. That's from Watchmen. Oh, okay. Remember that when Rorschach says that? that went way over my head. <laughs> um, speaking of great movies, uh, the uh, Thor uh, Love and Thunder is that. If uh, a quick, uh, quick re- review here. If y- if you liked Thor Ragnarok, which was hilarious, it's a great Marvel movie. I think Marvel movies are taking themselves a bit damn seriously, way too seriously. They inject a little humor every once in a while, but Guardians of the Galaxy is hilarious and good. Um, the third one's coming out, I guess, next year. Thor, Love and Thunder is just like Thor Ragnarok, directed by the same guy. It's very funny, um, and I think I missed it. It was one of those movies where people were laughing, and I'm like, shut up, because I'm missing the follow-up line, mm-hmm. because it wasn't loud enough. 
So I was hearing people's reclining seats more than, than the dialogue. So I think I will go back to a IMAX. Stimulating dialogue like this. The only ones who gods care about is themselves. So this is my vow. All gods will die. I was going to say that was very, very impressive what you did back there. It's just my first bad guy. You never forget your first. Seeing Thor Love and Thunder would go against my policy. It's it's not a it's not like you have to know the canon and the backstory. It's not like that. It's I, it's I, really funny. I don't see comic book movies anymore. I I know it's I a just, comic I just book won't movie. Do it. It's just a good comedy. I mean, All it's, right. it's it's it's, uh, it's really good. Uh, and by the, the way, Net- effects look so cheesy these they're, days. They're kind, they're kind of supposed to. And by the way, hats off to Natalie Portman for uh, for uh, her her appearance in in the movie. I mean, being in it and her parents. Um, she's. It's never bad to look at Prince Princess. Um, Pat, what was Pad, her name? Padme or Padme or whatever. But uh, anyway, it, it's it's really good. Um, the uh, president, by the way, is going to sign a uh, executive order. Uh, there's going to be pop up abortion clinics in Yosemite and Yellowstone, and uh, there's going to be one at Paradise uh, up on Mount Rainier or something. I don't know what the the executive order is going to be. Um, that the 82nd Airborne is going to medevac all of you and bring you onto federal territory or something if North Carolina makes it illegal. I'm not, not quite sure what this is going to be, except, except that this, this is sort of, they're trying to engage their base. And the base right now is really freaked out. And th- that's what this is. Otherwise, I'm not sure what executive order uh, the president can do. He can't overturn a Supreme Court ruling. And by the way... It- this is another example of how it's abundantly clear that there has been far too much power granted to the Supreme Court and to the executive branch. It should be in Congress, folks. That's what the Supreme Court yeah. ruling uh, was and is in so many of these current cases before the court is Congress do your job. <laughs> but they're not. And so Biden has to issue executive orders. SCOTUS has to make laws. It's just a disaster. I should point out here in the state of Washington, as dark blue as it gets, um, and Oregon and California uh, and Nevada, it's it, it state, it's codified in the state law. I don't see Republicans out uh, screaming no more comments or, or looting cheesecakes or, or anything about that. You, you know, I'm in Olympia all the time. I don't see it, it because they went through the legislative process. I don't think any rational government loving people or process loving people would would be be calling for. The invalidate. What did Keith Holtman say? He wanted the invalidation of the Supreme Court or whatever. I don't hear anyone. It's been delegitimized. It, it, yeah, in in Olympia saying that in Salem in Sacramento, uh, you know, get a majority, win the vote. That that's how that works. And but so yeah, I'm I'm with you, and I'm I'm with that Supreme Court ruling, uh, which is uh, well, this should be a state issue. Uh, you know, I did never got to this up in Edmonds uh, because. Um, because of course, a small liberal city on uh, the coast of Washington, with a with a great great ferry, um, their great ferry terminal. Uh, their this is what the city of Edmonds did. They affirmed support for reproductive rights in the wake of Roe v. Wade uh, ruling, the the Rob ruling or Dobbs ruling, I should say. City council passed a resolution urging access to abortion be carved into the state and U.S. constitutions. Oh, okay. Well, guess guess what you have to have. The, uh, during the period of public comment, what do you have to have? Cassie Friedel spoke in favor of Edmond City Council wearing a white winged bonnet and blood red cloak. 
Oh, no, not another one of those. Is she the flying nun? I don't get the reference. Oh, reminiscent of a character from The Handmaid's Tale, a television series based on an 80s book about a dystopian future where women have been stripped of their rights and forced into sexual servitude. Well, I, I, I put quotations around dystopian on that one, but anyway. Um, uh, Putin says, hey, NATO, you want some? Uh, Russian President Vladimir Putin uh, yesterday, and in what the Kremlin emphasized was uh, a closed-door meeting, he accused the West of decades of aggression towards Moscow and warned that if it wanted to attempt to beat the Russia on battlefield, it, it was welcome to try. But this would bring tragedy for Ukraine. I think, I think NATO's doing quite well just delivering the HIMARS reloads. Um, I, I, I think uh, at this point the, the Russians by – the, uh, by the way, quick, quick heads up for the weekend – uh, the, the Russian ground assaults lag behind the preparatory artillery fire. It's, it is their way. Um, th- this is what's so bloody minded and so logistical. But the, the one thing the Russians are good at is putting 18 and 19 year old men in pipelines and have, have the pipeline come out in a fire hose that you aim at the enemy. The guys that were called up on April 1st across Russia, the guys that Putin said uh, they will not be going on special military operation. That's before they broke the bad news to him that, uh, hey, chief, we, we lost 25,000 guys in two months. Um, and, and they weren't uh, doctors, medics, and truck drivers. They were infantry and, and uh, tank crewmen. Well, that was April 1st. It's now June 7th. Um, the, they've been trained. They've been put on the buses and, and, and the trains, and they're unloading at the replacement depots. So the next wave of land grab and, and Russian casualties uh, will be kicking off uh, very soon. It's really it's quite depressing if you think that all these numbers are individuals. But it's, it's got to say, not my circus, not my Putin. Um, you know, what, one day someone has to put a bullet in his head or say, um, you, you know, uh, the mothers in 1987 <clears throat> were braver than Russian women today because in 1987 women were going to red square uh, with pictures of their dead boys and saying what's in afghanistan and it it forced the the russians to when they saw people willing to protest but but the, the the most holy thing of all things in russia a russian mother mother grieving mother of a dead soldier you know that prompted the pullout and until women are protesting in red square with pictures of their dead sons they're now 35,000 and counting dead sons you know it, nothing's gonna gonna matter so keep keep sending the uh the rockets and and the artillery rounds to the ukrainians if, if you know they're they're getting better and better and better every single day as an army but anyway uh there's a war on in ukraine it turns out um, all right, we'll uh, we'll be back. Uh, watch out for I five this weekend. Really, really nasty. Revive I five traffic restrictions uh, and five twenties close. So read read the darn signs and the whole thing. Uh, Producer Greg, we'll see you Monday. And uh, Dan Bongino is up next. Uh, thanks everyone for listening. At Dark Secret Place on the Twitter machine. Um, back Monday.